Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Bee. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me once again at some kind of funny table is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Heisenberg. Hey, alright. Alright. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, Dr. Heisenberg? Did you know that uh, if you sing Share songs in a Tom Waits voice, they sound like Cher, they sound like Tom Waits songs? Now that you say it, I can totally hear it. I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. That was the song I was thinking of. used to dance for the money they threw. Now, I know what you're thinking here. Yeah, yeah. Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves is is the most Waitsian of all Cher songs, Uh right? But it works with ladies. Try this. Do you believe in life after love? But then it sounds you're, like a suicide song yeah, instead of like a, a year 2000 dance song. You're blowing my mind. I know, right? I know. It's yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm here for. There we go. Okay. You're welcome, America. That's how I blew your minds this week. And Canada. And that was the intro. <laughs> <laughs> now comes the part of the show where we roll a topic. <laughs> and in case you need that explained to you... Uh, every week, we here at Breakfast with the Beat take topics submitted by you, the fans, the listeners, the champions. Okay, you, you send them in to uh, topicsatthebeak.org or on Twitter, blah, 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 Facebook, etc., whatever. It's, it, it, the email is probably easiest. And uh, we add them to the big list. We choose one at random. We do a show. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what we do. Yep. Every week. And uh, this week, I am rolling the topic behind... My fancy new Dungeon Master screen. What? You don't do that. Where'd it you get that? It is nice. It is uh, high quality cardstock. You it's bought a Dungeon Master screen just to do the show? It's got the critical strike can't uh, even see. tables on this side. It's got a bitchin' picture of like a wizard and some goblins on the other side. It, okay, it does. Yeah. And I will be it's, rolling behind this it's to nice. uh, not compromise the integrity of the roll. Okay. Uh, wait, how is, how is obscuring the roll... Less compromising than having it out in the open. It helps to keep player knowledge and character knowledge separate. So I'm the player? Sure. Okay. Uh. Oh, hey, look at that. Look at those big, big numbers. I can't. Yeah, I know. They're behind it, that screen. You, you, you wish you could see the things I'm seeing. Because they add up to 35. Uh-huh. Which is Tim Allen, suggested by Trevor in Salton, Washington. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, we what? just did a Trevor topic last week. I, well, that's... Shenanigans! Oh, oh, shenanigans! I've, I've, he faked the roll I've, behind I've, that screen. It's too late. I've already picked the dice up, and you can never you, prove that I did Are you cheating because you have some reason to talk about Tim Allen? So, Well, I'm not cheating because of that, but I do have a lot of stuff to say about Tim Allen. Mm, okay, I, I see what that DM screen is for. Yeah, I mean, no, that's not what it's for. I mean, I'm not going to have it again next week, but uh, <laughs> that's not for any suspicious reasons. I mean, oh, uh, okay, yeah. So huh. anyway, Tim Allen is our Allen. topic of all right. things. We we got another movie star topic this week. Yeah, uh, last so time did, was uh, Ryan Reynolds, we, who we, we had did, some things to say about. We've done Ryan Reynolds, and uh, before that, we did George Takei. Mm-hmm. So this is our our third movie star topic. Yep, and uh, Tim Allen, indeed, it's December. Yeah. Tim Allen has done a lot of shitty Christmas movies. Yeah, that's true. He has. Yeah. I mean, he's, he did like, well, he did the three Santa Claus things, and he's done other ones. Yeah, he did Christmas with the Cranks or something, and he did other shit. I didn't see that one. 
basically, if there's a bad Christmas movie, you can just pretend Tim Allen's in it, and even if he's not, it, it, it would be the same if he was. So, really, I'll, I'll get to the Christmas movies. I don't think I've seen him in any good Christmas movies. Well, no, nor, nor like, would he, you be expected to. He wasn't in Gremlins. No. He wasn't in that Bill Murray movie. Scrooge? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he wasn't in that. Yeah, no, and yeah, most of no. the rest of the good Christmas movies were made when he was a child, so... Yeah, yeah, Ralphie predates well, Tim Allen's fame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But no, it's not just about the Christmas movies for me. Okay. Even though, I, as I said, I will be coming back to those. All right. It's that the, 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 the continued fame of Tim Allen invites, nay, demands... Uh-huh. A referendum on the state of modern American manhood. Well, yeah, okay. I, he got started on the uh, on uh, the '80s sitcom Home Improvement. Actually, that was an early '90s sitcom. Was it the early '90s? Okay. However, yeah, it was of course following a stand-up career, which I assume must have happened in the '80s, just because timelines. Yeah, yeah, right. He did stand-up. I forgot yeah. about that. And jail time. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know. And his real name is Tim Dick. <laughs> That's true. And unlike Andy Dick, who I'm no fan of, who I'm no fan of, okay, not a fan of Andy Dick, but unlike Andy Dick, Tim Allen, Tim Dick, couldn't just man up and let that be his name. He couldn't ju- He couldn't take it. He couldn't just be like, yeah, you know, my name is Dick. My last name is Dick. Yeah, you know, you're going to be all like, oh, hey, do, do you have a sister named Anita? Ha, 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 ha. You know, he could have done that. And he didn't. I don't think I would want to be Tim Dick. Well, no, neither would I, but yeah. I, 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 I'm, I guess I'm less of a man than Andy Dick. Well, that's huh. something I learned about myself today. Well, you, when you set it up like that, that's just embarrassing for you. Yeah, well, you, you said you wouldn't be Tim Dick first. Well, I wouldn't want to be Andy Dick either, well, but... Well, there's a lot of reasons I don't want to be Andy Dick. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with his name. Yeah, well... Tim Dick is weirdly alliterative. Yeah, it, it kind of it's assonant actually. But, uh, You're right; it is assonant. But the, the yeah, good. Okay, my bad. But the point is that Tim Allen had a program, Home Improvement, in which uh, the, the the basic conflict was it was yeah it was yeah, your family sitcom fair. It was a family sitcom with the essential conflict <laughs> being what if his wife is right about something, or God forbid, his sons grow up to be sensitive. <laughs> that show wasn't all bad. I mean, I, it wasn't necessarily entertaining. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, as a sitcom, it had wonderful side characters, and I didn't give a shit about the family. <laughs> well, there's that. That's not what I meant, though. It's it, it the the idea of do-it-yourself home improvement being advocated, and you know, using tools, fixing things by yourself, having you know repair skills. I'm in favor of all of that. I like fixing stuff. Absolutely, and building that. stuff. I, I love Home Depot. You know? I love my little robot. Yeah, I love the door that I kind of knew how to install, but it stayed up. Yeah, you installed the door. <clears throat> yeah, and some hooks in the ceiling for my bike. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the the premise that it's you know good to know how to fix things for yourself. You know, it's it's you could say is advocated on in modern television by characters like Ron Swanson. Absolutely, I, I think Ron is, Swanson is is pretty cool. Well, that's about the only positive thing I can think of about that show, so go on. Yeah, no, I mean, the the advocacy for fixing stuff yourself, that is wonderful. However, the notion that doing so makes you a man, and more so than that, that that doing so is the domain of men and must always be taken to absurd extremes that blow up your house like every third episode. 
It's like that. That's why the guy who has within the universe of the show, he had a TV show, and I'm sure that 100 percent of his money from that went to rebuilding the house that he was like destroying every three episodes. You know, one, I, I think women have you know every just as much right to know how to fix stuff Absolutely. as men. It's it's not a gender thing. I, it's a self reliant. Thing. And so, frankly, yeah. it. I mean, I know this is not something to bring up in a debate like this. It's totally unfair and biased and so forth. But it is pretty hot. Yeah, no. I mean, who's hotter than Carrie Byron? No one. No one. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. And I don't mean the, the, the Megan Fox Transformers movie thing where she's like hunched over a bike with her ass in the air like welding something. Because nobody can actually fix a bike from that angle. That's done because Michael Bay likes to look at butts. And it's Whatever. not its not responsible to work on a motor vehicle in those shorts. It, it, actually, yes, that's a huge hazard for, <laughs> for, for burns, lacerations. I yeah. mean, I'm not even... I'm, I'm, I'm not, not even, even sure Megan Fox was wearing the appropriate, like, goggles. I'm, so. I'm almost certain she wasn't. Yeah, so that's unrealistic. No, that's garbage, no. Put on your actual shop clothing, you know, your, your appropriate for fixing stuff clothing. That is awesome. And forget Megan Fox. If you want uh, an ideal image of a woman fixing things, just think about uh, hey, uh, Kaylee, the engineer from Firefly. Yes, Kaylee's actually. awesome. Yes. I, I mean, debates can be had about the character and whether this counts as, you know, a quote-unquote strong female character, whether or not Joss Whedon really can write those kind of things. But uh, because, uh, you know, despite being all greasy and wearing her coveralls and hammering on the engine, she is also depicted as a, a, a very uh, very feminine, very girlish almost character. You know, she draws little flowers over the engine room and yeah, likes pretty dresses. And there's, there's never an assumption that Kayla loses any of her femininity or anything just yeah. because she fixes things. I exactly. mean, it goes against the stereotype of you must be butch if you fix things kind of shit. Exactly. You know? I mean, she... As I already said, but bears repeating, she draws little flowers over the door to the engine room and writes her name on it like it's her bedroom. Yeah, but... It's adorable. She can fix a star drive like, you know, nobody's business. She sure can. She's all fucking Scotty up in there. So. She is on the pa- on par with Scotty. I yeah. Mean, right down to the fact that she is in there while the engine is running, like, trying to fix it while the ship is in motion... Basically calling up to the bridge saying, you know, I, I can't give it any more power, Captain. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And also likes pretty, pretty dresses. Yeah, no, yeah. there's there's no... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say is, is you don't need sexist stereotypes to be worked into fixing things. Not at all. Yeah. I, and we, we've got Tim Allen presenting the exact opposite argument that indeed... Right, his whole thing was, I'm a big man, more power. <laughs> Woman, go make a dinner. Yes, the yeah. grunting, and, and, and any time his wife would do anything outside the home or within the home that was insufficiently wifely, that was a crisis for him. It was like, oh no, am I, am I losing my manhood? Because obviously, you know, joy and fulfillment, there's a finite amount of it in the world, and any time a woman gets some, she has to steal it from a man, I guess? I don't know. Well, he would always try to hide projects from his wife like a little kid. Yeah, like that too. That. It's like maybe, <laughs> maybe don't replace the furnace with a small nuclear reactor, jackass. Yeah, and don't try to don't try to turn your wife into some kind of like you know creepy surrogate mother. Yes, that's yes. that's not healthy. But but indeed, you know, he has this whole image of himself as being in charge of 
you know, the fixing of things and uh, the building of things and, uh, you know, manly stuff, grilling in the backyard. Nothing wrong with grilling. Actually, there's not. I, I love like gr- grilling. Actually, speaking of, uh, uh, of grilling, of fixing things, of building things, let me offer as a counterpoint to Tim Allen, Hank Hill. Oh, I like Hank Hill. I like Hank Hill. He's a good man. Hank Hill is a great American. Yeah. Is what he is. Okay? He is. Because, you know, I mean, he is, he, he's a Texan, he's relatively conservative, but ultimately, when tax day comes around, Hank Hill's not out there with the Tea Party. Hank Hill is proud to pay his taxes. Absolutely. Hank Hill gets a giant Texas-sized boner for the, the, the mere thought that the, the tax money he's sending in could be used to build a bridge or make a park look nicer. He loves doing his civic duty. He, he does. He takes pride in, in doing his duty as a citizen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's not like he's immune from the sort of, you know... Anxious masculinity that Tim Allen embodies. No, no, he has some insecurities as well. Yeah, you know. I mean, but but ultimately, you know, <laughs> his wife does work out of the home and can, uh, or work outside of the home and considers herself much smarter than him. And whether she is or not, it doesn't bother him that she thinks that. You know? Yeah, no, it's like that is part of his marriage. <laughs> and it, indeed, it's a, it's a very nuanced portrayal of uh, the uh, the sort of manly stereotypes from a. From a cartoon character voiced by the same guy who voices Butthead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as opposed to Tim Allen, a flesh and blood human being who cannot measure up to that. This is, Tim Allen's character is, is more of a caricature than, than the, the actual cartoon, cartoon Hank yeah. Hill. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. And and it's not just the uh, the, the nuanced portrayal of, of manliness, but also sort of a, a, a nuanced portrayal of you know the stereotypes surrounding uh, Texas as well. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, he loves he loves beef. He loves cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys and yeah, you know, building stuff and you know hunting and fishing. And but at the same time, he's a terrible shot. He doesn't care if he actually catches a fish. And he does have a certain amount of of insecurity about his you know uh, crappiness at hunting and other things. And that ex- insecurity you know extends to the relationship with his son and. You know, oh no, my boy likes showbiz and comedy and wants to dance, and will he turn out okay? You know, it's like, he never flat out says, oh crap, am I turning my son gay or anything like that. He never crosses that line, because he's not a dick. Because he's a great American. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that, like, Rick Perry worries about. Rick Perry is a dick. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you saw that video. I absolutely saw that video. It was like, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to say I'm a Christian, but... Gay soldiers can't pray in school. And yeah, he's yeah. like he 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 basically comes out and says, you know, yes, these these members of the military are somehow a threat. How's a Republican not going to support the troops like that? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, not that I need to tank his campaign because he's doing that fine on he his own. He's done that so many times over. Yeah, gay troops are our troops. Yeah, you know, you, you can't. It's like what? What they, is his proven actual, their service? What is his actual plan? Like, if if he, in theory, if he was elected, because you know, no way in hell. That's not going to happen. But it, in theory, like he's is his plan like, oh, if I'm elected, we're kicking them all out of the army. I mean, because yeah, at, you at can't this point, do you that. can't you can't revert back to don't ask, don't tell. Now that they're all out, yeah, no, it's like they they've done already told. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
And that's okay. You yeah, know, no, like, that's fine, but it's the, what's your end game, Rick Perry, you dick? Yeah, I, I think... Dick Perry. <laughs> Tim Dick. Um, yeah. But talking about, you know, masculine and, you know, effeminate stereotypes, I, I think our, our gay troops have proven that you can be a, a pretty badass warrior and also be gay. Uh, you know? Clearly they have. <laughs> Like, I, I don't feel like we need to tank Rick Perry's campaign, but, I mean, I don't doubt that he actually thinks this, like, he's actually worried about this, because, I mean, there there is a debate going on forever in politics as to whether, when a politician does something horrible, are they evil or just stupid? Right, And yeah. I tend to be on Team Stupid. Feel free to take that clip out of context and remix me saying I'm stupid, ha-ha. You always got to be meta and stick everything up its own ass, Johnny. That is my thing that I do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I go around <laughs> sticking things up in their own asses all the time. Doesn't make me gay, see? Oh, look at that, look at that. full circle. Full circle. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I, I think Rick Perry has sort of demonstrated that he's he's not clever enough for this to be a ploy. That yeah, No, I mean, there might be evil people manipulating him. From time to time, but yeah, but that's when like, he's when he's allowed to talk and make his own plans, yeah, he's just a dumbass. Yeah, it's not like he's thinking if I say this horrible thing, horrible people of which there are many will vote for me, and that'll you know boost me over the top. He really seems to believe it because I mean he's I, I, I've seen him in debates. He's not a bright fella, and it's a lot like the whole war on Christmas thing where he tries to pull off like. Christian children in schools are super persecuted for their beliefs, yeah. which never happens. No. Um, it's like, I mean, on the one hand, if you could say he's manipulative and trying to pander to, you know, the the most paranoid and defensive of his voting bloc. Yeah. But you could also say he's one of those people. He's also paranoid. He's truly worried about this. I think he actually believes yeah. that, uh, yeah. Like, he's been elected in Texas, and I think it's because... His uh, his handlers, and I use that term in the most literal sense possible, like 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 a trained bear would have handlers, you know, just kind of aim him at a microphone and say, "Hey, Rick, tell me that awesome thing you were telling me before." Like if I told Rick Perry that if he sent his you know children to New York and they admitted that they were Christians and we would feed them to lions yeah. like the Romans did, he might believe me. There is a zoo right there in Central Park Yeah, what where do you people think? can gather and see that. What do you think we feed those lions? Christian children, clearly. The Bronx Zoo Cobra is back, and he's mad. <laughs> it, it's like what, what, what like bullies in high school do to like the nerd who's sort of oblivious about how nerdy he is. Oh, okay. Where, like, you know, he, he he takes the nerd and he takes him up to, like, you know, the cheerleaders. The football player takes the nerd up to the cheerleaders and he's like, you know, uh, hey, Bob. Nerd's name is Bob. He says, okay. hey, Bob, uh, tell me that awesome thing you were telling me before. And Bob's like, you know, well, actually, there's a reason in Star Trek canon that the Klingons in the original series look different from the ones in Next Generation. You see, in Enterprise, they explain that, and, like, he just goes off on this thing about Star Trek. And then well, the that actually is pretty interesting. They retconned the whole thing. They did, like, a, there was a genetic experiment because they were trying to cure a plague or something. Uh, they, were, they were infusing uh, human DNA on Klingon DNA, and they lost their forehead ridges. 
And they, they reference it in DS9 when Worf doesn't want to talk about why the Klingons in the original series look different. But, yeah, yeah, no, there's actually a, a whole storyline where there's a generation of Klingons who don't look like Klingons, and it happens to fall in Kirk's time period. See, um, now, uh, if this were high school, uh-huh. right about now is when one of the cheerleaders would throw her lunch at you because, you know, she can't eat it, but she wants to also throw something at you. Oh, right. And then the football player's buddies would uh, wedge you and swirl you. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what would happen, and right. that's yeah. And, that's, and it's I deserve like, that. You got me. And, and and Rick Perry, it's basically the same thing, except used for evil, like pure <laughs> evil, like used to benefit an evil person rather than harm an innocent one. Oh yeah, hey Rick, hey Rick, say that thing you were you were, you, were, you were saying the other day. Yeah, come on. Come on, go on uh, and talk about... Um, no, go on TV and talk about how you want to shut down the Department of Education. Yeah. No, yeah. just just say it. Yeah, it'll be yeah. funny. It'll be awesome. Dude. Yeah, it'll, it'll, be like, it'll blow Ron Paul's mind, really. Yeah, really. It'll, like every, you'll be super popular after you do that. Yeah, everyone, yeah. go on, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe his handlers are trying to tank him. They're egging him on. I don't think <laughs> they're trying to tank him. I think they think it'll work, and he's just really bad at delivering the lines. It's like, quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yes, Rick Perry is seriously worried about this kind of stuff. He does ridiculous, insane things and just gets away with it. There was a drought in Texas, and he his solution, the, coming down from the governor's office, was uh, we're going to have a day of prayer for rain. Well, that's not going to. That work. happened three times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they were all part of the same overarching Pray for Rain project. I mean, I think it, w- it was like three three planned days in a row or something like that. You know, in case you didn't get a chance to pray the first day, you could still add your prayers to the pile, thus strengthening the uh, the power of it. I- <laughs> that, that's dumb. That's not how weather works. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it rained eventually, and he took credit for it, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean... That happened. Yeah, all right. That happened. I mean, I can't even... Did he build a ziggurat and sacrifice a goat on top of it? I I wish. (laughs) I wish. Because then at least there'd be a cool ziggurat to go look at in Texas. You could be like, oh, let's go look at the... That's where they... Let's go look at, uh, at you know, the monument which today is known as Perry's Folly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, when you sacrifice... I mean, not you personally, but when when they sacrifice goats and sheep and stuff... Yeah. Do you then, like, have a feast in the God's honor um, where you, like, cook it and eat it? Or, or do you have a rotting corpse laying on the altar? It actually depends on uh, who was doing the sacrifice. And there's more than one culture who sacrificed... Yeah, livestock to gods. But, yeah, like yeah. I mean, there was at least one culture where you know the uh, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was the Greeks. Uh-huh. I, I'm not sure it was, but uh, let's say it was where they would sacrifice a sheep and uh, read omens in the entrails. Oh, but that's right. The person who wanted the reading done had to provide the sheep, and so the priests got free mutton out of the deal. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. All right. I can see that. So, yeah, it's basically they're working for food, but, you know, they have to, you know, phone in some some predictions. Right, right, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, totally, yeah, you know, we, we, we can see some stuff in the entrails. I'm thinking like a stir-fry. <laughs> yeah, that is how it worked. And okay. I don't know what Rick Perry would do. I assume Rick Perry would leave it to rot and then drill for some oil or something. And, and just let it go everywhere just to prove he could. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. he's a dick. He is As a dick. was 
our original point. Yeah. I mean, Rick Perry really is... It, I, I mean, a lot of uh, sort of prominent Republican politicians in recent years, uh, uh, George W. Bush in particular was, uh, was a great sort of emblem of this. They were the political equivalent of... The sort of uh, sitcom archetype character that, that, that Tim Allen spawned, that Ray Romano perfected, and that then was propagated throughout the 1990s in all of those big fat husband shows. Oh, right. Yeah, the King of Queens and... Um... The Jim Belushi show and the uh, <laughs> the guy who plays uh, Robert Baratheon was actually on one of those shows playing an American, I believe. And, uh, really? Yeah, or oh. there was a British version of one of the shows, which I assume would have been better. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, did, right, did he didn't he obviously didn't have the same beard. No, no, he was beardless on that show. He he, he I had can't his, picture Robert Baratheon beardless. He was in the Full Monty beardless. Huh. He's the guy from the Full Monty. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna have to <laughs> IMDb that later. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. And, uh, you know, he, I mean, really, he, and, and Robert Baratheon is sort of the big fat husband of kings. Whoa, he's the king of queens of kings. Dude. I just blew my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for someone that spent so much time overcompensating for masculinity, Tim Allen's character on Home Improvement really just constantly mocked Al's beard. That's true. And like, how are speaking of awesome beards? How yeah. are beards not manly? I mean, I, I don't know. If you're so obsessed with manliness and you don't have a beard and you're busting on beards, I mean, that doesn't make sense. Beards rule. Let's go back to uh, to King Robert. You know, yeah. Full Monty. He's a sad, pudgy guy who has to show his dick to get some money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. He's a like drunken. You know, wants to joust. Warrior King. Yeah, totally. With a big fuck off hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't show his warhammer in the in the show, but that's because he was old by then. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't a soldier anymore. Yeah, but, but he had that reputation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Big big fucking beard. Right there. Right there. Just boom, amped up the manliness. Yeah, and Al didn't have to be all like, oh, I'm super manly all the time. He, he, no. But he had his beard. It, it, I, he's the only person on that show who I would trust in my home under any circumstances. Well, yeah, he's yeah. he's competent, you know. Yeah. He, he seems like a very competent uh, he doesn't break handyman, shit all the time. contractor, builder. He spent most of his time getting the fuck out of the way and letting his dumb friend just get a little closer to killing himself. <laughs> he did. He was the guy who would put on his, his goggles and he stand back. He wore his goggles, yes. Yeah. He cared about safety. Yes. He Safety's didn't care important. if it made him look stupid because he wanted to have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also implied throughout the series that, you know, he had more refined taste than his friend, that he was more sensitive, yeah. that he was smarter, and indeed... He make him any less of a man, but they, yeah. they implied. Tim Allen was was constantly mocking him. He was like, oh, you're a pussy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and the fact that the show was aware of that, I guess, is a point in its favor. Well, yeah, that's true. But it's still unforgivable for spawning the, the big fat husband genre of sitcom. In which marriage is like portrayed as primarily an adversarial relationship. You know, the husband and the wife just they, they hate each other. They're like they're never happy. They're yeah. happy at the end of every episode, and then by the beginning of the next episode, whatever lessons have been learned have been forgotten. You know, and there are plenty of. I mean, you see that a lot on television, and it's just it's contrived. But there are a lot of marriages in real life yeah. where the couples, you know, kind of hate each other and don't get along well. Yeah, but they. 
it, that's not a sustainable thing. No. Like they they have real consequences. Yeah, I mean there have been television shows that depict marriages where the spouses hate each other and. They depict them realistically, and those shows are far superior. Uh, yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert for Radioland out there. Uh, Don Draper's wife has left him because he fucked a lot of other women. Well, Don Draper's a really <laughs> shitty husband. Yeah. and his He deserves wife, to be left. Yeah. And, and, and the wife isn't made out to be an angel. She's, you know, childish and, you know, cruel. And their daughter is... Just obviously traumatized simply by growing up around these people. Yeah, and, but but don't take these TV shows as role models. I mean, no. if you're engaged to someone who you hate and you're constantly fighting about stupid shit, yeah. and you know, then don't get married. It's like the <laughs> King of Queens and the shows like that. I'm wondering how did the marriage last long enough for the husband to get that fat? That's a fair question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. You know, Family Guy dodges the question by just sort of, you know, ambiguously making Lois possibly into fat guys. But uh, well, Peter was always fat. Well, that's how I. Yeah, that's, he, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you know, and, and and that show's not really about the marriage. That show's about what Seth MacFarlane watched on TV in the '80s. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh, it's like, hey, remember this thing? What if this thing was also another thing? Your family guy is not nearly as realistic as King of the Hill. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And... I mean, the baby built a time machine, so... Yeah, no, yeah, but it's, I, it's, I mean, even... It's, it's a cartoon. I don't think even Urkel ever built one of those time machines. And, um, and bear in mind, he built a lifelike Steve Urkel robot and did extensive genetic experimentation on himself. Well, Urkel built the cloning machine. That's true. Oh, right. He, he took his alternate personality and made it a whole guy. Yeah, yeah. After he did his he did his Jekyll and Hyde thing for a while, and then he he made a copy of himself. Well, it was more a nutty professor thing than a Jekyll and Hyde thing, but yes. Um, well, two aspects of his personality. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's all one big overarching. I mean, Stefan Urkel wasn't the evil Urkel; he no. was the sexier. He was the smoother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect that character was just introduced because Jaleel White was like. Can we please just let America see that I'm not like this all the time? That's a possibility, yeah. And the writer said, you know what, fuck it, we don't have any other ideas about what to do with this show. We thought we'd be canceled by now. So yeah, let's make it, let's make it yeah. sci-fi. The entire cast except Carl Winslow has long quit the show. Let's just have Urkel invent some shit. Yeah, yeah. It turned into a... Weird quasi sci fi sitcom. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I fun. mean, not that I wouldn't love a good sci fi sitcom. There aren't enough of them. There aren't. And no. I mean, I, I prefer it not to involve Urkel, but, you know, hell, that's a show you could do instead of Tim Allen doing his new fucking uh, Last Man Standing show where it's all about how he's oppressed as a man and it's like there were all these crappy shows about men this season and there were trend pieces about it they've all gotten canceled except i think this one maybe this one too yeah i don't know i don't remember i've never yeah. seen it yeah well uh the neither have i i don't even know when it's on i don't even know what network it's on yeah i don't know we need it but i mean red dwarf got canceled years ago so we need a new sci-fi sitcom yeah and red dwarf wasn't even on tv here you got downloaded yeah it's like three layers of problem demonstrating the 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 lack of sci-fi sitcomery. It really is. Yeah, but that's the uh, that's the lesson uh, of Tim Allen is if you're in a horrible marriage, be in a less horrible one. It's okay, you know. A lot of marriages fail, and if your marriage is horrible, that's sort of a sign that it already has. So you know, 
Don't don't be don't be ashamed of that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean if there's nothing wrong with sharing interest. Like if you yeah. like building stuff, and you know your significant other also likes building stuff, you know help each other. Yeah. Work on projects together. Exactly. You don't have to be like the stereotypes on the TV. Yeah, no. If 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 your if your wife or your girlfriend or you know your equivalent of of, of Tim Allen's wife on the show. Wants to also fix stuff. You you don't just look at her and say no. This is man time. You don't condescend to her and explain how a hammer works because that's what a dick would do. Yeah, that is not cool. Yeah. And if yeah, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, Tim Dick. And and you know if by the same token, if both you and your significant other both don't like fixing things, don't waste time saying you know. I'm oh, willing to be a man and fix something. You know, why aren't you a real man? You can't fix this. Yeah. You can both say, we're not into that. We're going to hire a repairman. Exactly. Yeah, repair person. And really, yeah, the, the entire notion of this extremely sharp dichotomy between the sexes wherein the men are butch and tough and don't have feelings because those come from the uterus, whereas the woman is grounded and yet also irrational and is long-suffering and puts up with it because, oh, these boys of mine. That's total bullshit. Apart from being total bullshit, you know, a lot of emphasis is, of course, placed on that being bad for women because people don't take them seriously and so forth because of these stereotypes. Right. Not great for men either. It, It portrays men as these dumb beasts who, you know, just think about sandwiches and fucking all the time. It's like they make those, like that paper towel commercial. There's there's the dumb husband commercials. Yeah. And the tortured housewife, you know, kind of thing. Like the dad and the, like, five-year-old son spill some juice. And they both stare at it and go, uh-oh. And then mom comes along and she's like, I got new super absorbent paper towels. I can clean that up, silly boys. Yeah. And it's like, okay, one, your wife is not a servant. And two... Husband's probably not so stupid that he doesn't know how to use a paper towel. Exactly. That is offensive to everyone, that commercial. And and people see commercials like that, and they use that as proof that, you know, oh, men can't get a fair break because they always get made fun of as being incompetent and shit. And it's like, no, that commercial is a product of the exact same mentality that that you're trotting around where men fix and women clean. It's... It's the same mentality. It says that, you know, oh, a man doesn't clean up his spills, and yes, he fucking should. You know yes, why? Because men should a, clean in, up after themselves. In this case, it's super easy. It's a paper towel. You <laughs> smack it down on the stuff, you wipe it around a little, you pick it up. Problem over. Yeah, don't be the kind of douchebag who waits around on your wife to, you know, come and clean up your messes. That's no. not cool. No. Don't be a dick. I mean, I I feel like that. But that's just as, that, that ad is just as derogatory to women, because like, yeah. oh my boys, exactly. I'm never done cleaning. Exactly. It's I mean, like, ultimately, you know, both, I, I would say both of these mentalities, but like I said, it's the same mentality, wherein yeah. men are dumb brutes. Right. You know, it, it, it is... And women are har- slaves, Yeah, it, exactly. It's harmful, it's stupid, it's like, just fucking go jack off to a gore novel if that's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the lesson, that you should fix things together. Or, hell, if you, if you don't have someone to fix things with, or if you're with someone who doesn't like fixing things, then, then when you do have to fix something, don't attach a lot of crazy gender baggage to it. Yeah. Just fix the damn thing. Take joy in your work if you want to, or don't. 
and, and just yes, get it fixed and and be be proud of the workmanship and not of what it proves about you as a man. Use that. Live by example. Be an example to the people around you. Maybe they'll start doing it. Maybe they'll see you doing that and be like, oh, hey, I noticed he really enjoyed fixing that table and wasn't an asshole about it. Maybe the next time I have to fix something, I won't be an asshole. And and when that can spread, and through competent home repairs, we can also repair, get ready, you know the the, the the sorry state of gender inequality in this country. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not about who's manly and who's you know womanly. It's it's about uh, working together to to make your 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 home better. I've yeah. blown my own mind again. That's that's, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice sentiment. Yeah. Right yeah. There. So you know, don't believe the the Tim Allen bullshit. Indeed. You know what would be cool? What would be cool is if you could train a bat to like sleep on your face. Like, you know how, like, a, a bat sleeps upside down in a cave? And, you know, it hangs its little feet on the on the ceiling and just hangs down and folds up its little wings. And they're all fuzzy. They, they're they fuzzy like rats. Uh, if you could train, like, a bat to, you know, perch on, like, your mustache or your, on your upper lip under your nose and just, like, hang down and, like, maybe drape its wings over your face, I'd be, because it's fuzzy, it'd keep you really warm. It'd be like a beard. Have you been planning to say that since we were talking about beards? Well, I thought of it, you know, I, I mean, my mind kind of wandered for a bit. Clearly. Just, but it would Clearly. Be, I mean, that'd be really cool, um, I just think, if you could get a, like a, you know, train a, a domesticated bat, just like it could, you know, keep your face warm in the winter and snuggle up. All right. This has been Breakfast with the Beak. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on the show, I guess bats? I want a bat. Yeah. Bats are cool. Yeah. yeah. Bats. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Go get a bat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>